This podcast is a Tucker Media production. For more information, head to tuckermedia.com.au. Welcome to How Gen Y Buy. Each week, we speak to everyday Australians to discover the unique ways in which they are entering the property market. Learn how Gen Y are beating the odds and getting their foot on the property ladder with your host, Nathan Smith, the Managing Director and Mortgage Broker at Birdie Wealth. Welcome back to another episode of How Gen Y Buy. I'm your host, Nathan Smith. Uh, Today we're on the road in a very strange recording studio. We're sitting in a car in the middle of Cogra with uh, the rain pelting down around us. So uh, if you hear anything in the background, that could be the rain hitting the roof. Joined today by Jono, who's decided to come in and uh, tell his story. Let us know why he got into property and how we went about doing that. Jono, welcome. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you for having me on your podcast and in the front seat of your car. Yes, it's a uh, strange little studio here. I'll make sure I get a photo of this and send it to everyone. We've got a, a microphone set up here, laptop on the lap, but um, but hopefully we get some nice clear audio and um, and a good story for people to hear. So why did you decide to actually get into property? Good good, uh, good question actually there, Nathan. So with me, I can actually remember it clearly because it was a, a big moment in my life, big for a lot of people, right? The first big milestone. Big milestone, yeah, because it's... Uh, am I allowed to mention figures on here? Numbers yeah, that, yeah, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, look, I bought my place 2014, I believe it was. It was about $400,000. And my most expensive purchase before that was a $2,000 car. Yeah. So it was a bit of a difference, you yeah, know, yeah. 400000 yeah. and 2000 Yes. So it was really scary for me. But the, the reason that I dived into it was I was 28 at the time, and I've always been a pretty good saver. I've been working since I was 18 pretty much. So I had about 10 years of savings there and I had quite a lot of money saved up. And I was doing a little bit of reading at the time and just hearing from what other successful people have said. And the the common theme was that if you just keep your money in your, in the bank, it doesn't really get anywhere. You earn a little bit of interest, but with inflation, it's probably actually going to be worth less. So let's say, just throw some random numbers out there. Let's say you've got $50,000 in the bank now. In 10, 20 years time, that $50,000 isn't as valuable, right? Because everything else is going to be more expensive. Whereas with property, usually, if you buy a property in 10, 20 years time, usually it's probably going to be worth a little bit more. Yeah. So So for you, it was quite a strategic move to actually buy property, make your money work a little bit harder. That's exactly what it was. It was that old thing, you know, make your money work for you. Yeah. So that was the the main part to it. And the other reason why I really wanted to do it is at that sort of age, my I, I didn't have the highest paying job at the time. And I was a little bit scared about retirement and that sort of thing. And the way I sort of looked at property is, hey, worst case scenario, I get this as an investment property. I'm 28 years old now. I've got a 30-year loan or something like that. Yep. So let's say worst case scenario, I get that. The rent's pretty much going to pay the mortgage for the next 30 years. Within 30 years' time, I've got a fully paid-off property there that can just add to my retirement fund. Perfect. So you're looking at a very long-term strategy with this. This isn't like a flip the flip the property in a year's time. It's buy it, hold it, let it grow in value over a period of time and add that as a, another part of your nest egg for when you retire. Exactly, exactly. Perfect. So you've decided now to buy a property. 
what were those first steps involved in gathering information and uh, doing your research piece? So the first thing I did was obviously jump on Google. Yes. Right. What to look for when, when buying a property and, and that sort of thing. And as a result of that, I can't remember if it was ads or if it was just a few things on the, the Google search. There's a lot of free seminars and that thing. You've seen those. Yeah, right? absolutely, yeah. Cool, yeah. cool. So one just popped up. And it was, you know, spend two hours at the city and learn how to buy a property, what to look for when buying property. I was like, okay, cool. Hey, I'll, I'll go along to this thing here. So I went along to that seminar and it was awesome. It, it opened my mind to a lot of things. Obviously, they're usually selling something yeah, on the back yes, end, right? You go to this to say, <laughs> be careful of the big the big uh, clothes at the end there. Exactly. Yep. You know, there's all this free information, but then it's either usually, you know, buy their property or, you know, pay me five, ten thousand $10,000 and I'll show you what property you get. So I got a little bit scared at that stage, you know, but the person that I happened to be sitting next to there, we just got talking a little bit back and forth and she sort of said, hey, have you been to this person's um, seminar or this person's seminar? And I was like, oh, I thought this was the only one. It's the first one I've been to. Uh, and she was like, hey, you can check out these different people here. So what I sort of did is for the next couple of weeks, I went to all these different free seminars. I didn't end up buying anything off those people. I was close, but it was more just an education thing for that side of things. So yeah, right. Was- so that's where you gathered a lot of your information was going to the seminars, sucking in their their data and then steering clear of the big clothes at the end. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Excellent. So from uh, from your initial research piece to buying a property, what sort of time frame were you looking at to do that? Okay. It would have been give or take. This is from, from first deciding to actual purchase, you say? Yeah. Okay. I would probably estimate it was pretty quick. I would maybe even say three mu- three to six months. Okay. The reason being, most of my sort of um, research was online or going to these seminars. I only went to actually one day of looking for places. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. So, I sort of looked at the different prices. Yes. And at that stage, the Penrith area worked best for me. Yes. Because it was a lot more, lot more affordable yeah. than some of the other areas um, in Sydney at the time. Yep. And at the time I wanted Sydney, yes. I know there's all sorts of different places you can invest in, but yep. me being 28, never invested before, yep. coming from a safe sort of yep. family, easier to go in Sydney. Yeah. So a lot of time was spent on the research, but in terms of the actual buying, you know, I went on realestate.com, typed in Penrith or whatever, and I just, you know, found every single open home on that Saturday, went to that open home. I went to all those different open homes on that yep. Saturday. You know what it's like. It's probably, what is it, nine to five? You can yeah, probably it's a find long day. Yeah. It's a long day out there. Yeah. yeah. So I sort of just spent all day looking at the, the different places there. And I had a little bit of criteria. The major thing that I was looking for was just to get the rent to cover the mortgage as much as possible. Okay. So yep. it was more a, a higher rent sort of strategy. But also, I ideally wanted a house as well. Just from what a lot of these places that have been, that I've been to, from, from, you know, going to those free seminars, everyone was sort of pushing a house. Okay. And I yep. was like, all right. And once again, there's many different ways to skin a cat, yeah. right? I'm not saying it's for everyone. Yeah. But I did see a common thread where I was like, okay, well, they're my two sort of things. I do ideally want a house because it's got certain advantages. And I do want the, the rent to cover the mortgage as much as possible to make it easier on me financially. And I had obviously a budget as well. So yes. it was pretty much just those three those things three there. Things, yeah. And, you know, I put a couple bids in. They weren't auctions because I'm a big scaredy cat. I'm yeah. too 
scared to go to an auction. That's intimidating. So, yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, look, and that was the other, I guess, point. I'm not going to do an auction. I'm only going to go to a place. I've got my budget. I'll put my budget in. If it's successful, it's successful. If it's not, it's not. Yep. So anyways, yeah, I went and put in a few offers. And I think on the Monday, one of the offers called me back and said, hey, look, we've put in this amount here. I can't remember exact figures, but it was, for example, you know, hey, you you put in 390000 I'll let you know right now, if you can put in 395, you're a pretty good chance of getting this property today. And did it. Done. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. So, so that, that was, was, yeah, that process was easy in terms of just going to the open home and buying. It was like a day. Yeah. Um, but it obviously took a bit of time. Did you research to, exactly. Before, yeah. Exactly. So what were, what were your family and friends saying about property? Did you have positive influences? Did you have negative influences? Look, at that stage, it was very positive because I guess this was before the big Sydney boom or sort of right in the middle yes, of it. Yes, And I think, I think traditionally speaking, everyone pretty much thinks property is a good idea. I shouldn't say yeah. everyone, but, yep. you know, majority of people... Yeah, Australians love property. Australians no love doubt. property, you no know. Doubt. it's No one's really going to say, oh, you bought a property? That's a bad move, yeah. you know. Yep. You might you might get people saying, oh, you bought in Sydney at this time. Yes. Are you not scared a bubble's going to yes. burst or go down? But, you know, I don't think anyone's really going to say... It's not a Bitcoin, right? Yes. If I went and if I went and invested half a million on Bitcoin, yep. people are going to think I'm crazy. You'd certainly hear about yeah. it, wouldn't you? Yeah. You know, if I went and invested half a million in property, ah, people might have their things. Yep. Oh, you went in Tasmania? Why didn't you go and see? Everyone's got their opinions, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, around me, it was super positive. Good. You know, because nobody, you know, it's, as you said, Australians in general they love property, mm. so that was sort of no different there. And in that sort of time, you know, property wasn't ridiculously expensive, so it. Everything sort of made sense at that time. What about uh, media? Did you buy into the media? Did you listen to anything that was happening? What were the headlines sort of telling you at that time? At that time, I can't remember exactly, but I think it's it's tough, right? Because I think at that stage of my life, there was a little bit of pressure. Yes. Like, you know, I'm 28. I don't have a property. Also with me, I was single. Yep. I was living at home. Yep. So those sort of factors added up as well. And I'm like, oh, hold on. You know, I'm single. I'm living at home. I'm a loser. You so know, you felt I felt some pressure on yourself I to did, actually write it was a, more I've that, got to tick this milestone th- that, off now. Spot on. That's a good way to put it. It was, Yeah. And I guess, you know, is it the media telling you things or telling you you got to buy before you miss out or you got to do this or is it culture? Not too sure, but I did feel a bit of internal pressure yeah. where it's yeah. like, hey, <laughs> it's time. Well, sometimes that's what you need to motivate yourself and, and get started, right? Just, some That internal pressure uh, can be a good thing. Probably the best thing I've done. Good. Right? Because good, good. that... that, that that's probably the best decision. Well, one of the best decisions I've made in my life yep. is buying that property at that time. Yep. Right. And that pressure is good. If I didn't have that pressure and I would be now five years later without a property, you know, price is three times as expensive. That's right. Yeah. I'm glad I had that pressure. Yeah. Now, what about the, the finance piece? Did you go to a bank to source your finance? Did you go and speak to a broker? Okay. Who did you use? Okay. So that's a good question, actually. Finance wasn't my specialty at high school. All right, I'm a personal trainer, you know, PE and sport yes. and, and that sort of thing. So I didn't really know how these things worked. And I thought, hey, you know, you got to get a loan, you go to the bank and get a loan. That's what you do, right? So I just called up Commonwealth Bank and said, hey, because I've banked with them since I had a yep. dollar had mite account. Yep, yep, exactly. Yep. Commonwealth Bank, good, safe bank, you yes. know. So I rang them up, hey, want to get a loan? What are the rates? Blah, blah, blah. Rang them up, they gave me the rates, I was ready to go. And I was just speaking to a good family friend of mine who's a conveyancer. 
And she was like, okay, who's your mortgage broker? And I'm like, what's a mortgage broker? And she's like, who'd you get your loan with? I was like, oh, come on back. And she was like, you didn't get a mortgage broker? And I'm like, what's a mortgage broker? I yeah. don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, okay, well, hey, look, you know, obviously because I'm a conveyancer, I've got a good friend and we sort of work, you know, I send my clients there, she sends my clients here. I don't get a cut or anything, but, you know, I've got a friend that, that can help you out. And I was like, okay, well, what do they do? And you'll probably know better than me than this, but to my understanding, a mortgage broke, you go to the bank and they give you their standard rate or whatever. You go to a mortgage broker and they can chat to different banks and find a loan or a rate that'll suit you better. Correct. Right? Yep. Yep. Uh, basically free of charge yeah. so that I don't have to pay the mortgage broker to do that. The mortgage broker obviously gets a percentage of the loan or a yeah. bonus or whatever yep. it may be. Yep. And I sort of thought about it and I was like, so there's no risk, right? I yeah. can just go to this mortgage broker and she can do the research. And if it's a better loan, I go with her. If it's not a better loan, I go with the Commonwealth Bank and yeah. I haven't lost anything. Yep. And my family friend was like, yeah, pretty much. Yep. I'm like, done. What's Easy. what's Easy. the number? So, you know, spoke to the mortgage broker and yeah, she sort of went around and did what mortgage brokers do. And funny story, I actually ended up going with the Commonwealth Bank yep. anyway. Yep. But at a cheaper rate. Perfect. So Perfect. there's obviously things you'll know more than that than me, you know. Some, but yeah, sometimes as a broker, just because you sit in that world all day, you know, everyone, you understand the world of PT and, and what people should be charging and where their pricing should be at. We sit in a world of finance and lending and interest rates. We just know where we can negotiate and where we can pull and push. So there are some lenders who we can negotiate with, there's some we can't. So uh, we just generally have a better idea on how we can approach the bank and where we can sort of set those rates at. So. Yeah, I mean, that's a positive story. There was um, obviously a very good broker who's doing that, who's not trying to push you away from a lender that you were comfortable with, said, let's run with where you're comfortable, um, but obviously helped you out with some pricing and got you a really good deal, which is great. Yeah. So you put your offer in, your finance is all approved. Uh, did you enter into a calling off period? Do you remember that stage during that calling off period while you're waiting for valuations and pest and building inspections to be done? Uh, I, to be honest, I can't remember exactly, but there was there wasn't any dramas in that side of things. Perfect. I guess I was lucky in Got a way. A nice smooth process. Exactly. Fantastic. Exactly. I you know yep. I had the the loan pre approved. Yes. Uh, put the offer in. Got it approved. Yep. Had the cash, had the offer, did yep. the build, building and, and um, passed. Everything went through. It was, yeah. That's nice and easy. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like you had a good network around you who were who were experienced and, and walked you through it all. So you got the keys for the property. Did you have a tenant in there straight away? Did you live in the property? Okay. So I was lucky in a way as well where there were tenants already there and they were happy to continue on. And that, that also played a little bit of a role of me buying it. So, you know what it's like if you're buying a place from an owner-occupier, I can ask, hey, how much rent do you think this place would get? But there could be some leeway there. Yeah. You know, the real estate agent yep. might be trying to make the sale and yep. they might- yep. Give you some you know, generous figures. Yeah, yeah. They might, you know, skew it five, ten dollars a week one way that, that works in their favor yep. Yep. when really it could work five, ten dollars the other way. Yeah. So, I was lucky in that tenants were already there. Tenants were happy to stay on. Tenants already had, you know, I think- 
it doesn't reset, right? So if I buy the place, I can't remember the the, the end figures, right? Yeah. But either way, there were tenants already in there. Yep. I knew exactly what they were paying. Yep. yep. They were really good tenants, Perfect. and they were happy to stay on. So they stayed in there and kept paying their rent, and yeah, that's it. So that property's always been an investment for you. Yep. And will always continue to be an investment. Pretty much, unless something changes. I um, because I like where I live at the moment. Yeah. So I can see myself always living there, and. Never say never, right? Because who knows what your situation is going to be. Yep. But I would even currently prefer to rent in my area that I live in now and keep that property as an investment. Yes. As opposed to moving out there and, and something else. Perfect. Excellent. So, Jono, what's next for you? So, a few things going on. I've actually made myself a bit of a goal. I want to retire before I'm 40. Yes. So, my whole, my whole goal is to own 10 properties within 10 years. I want to, to to simplify, sell half of them to pay the other half off Yep. so that I basically own five properties outright. Let's say each one of those properties brings in 500 bucks a week rent. Yep. There's obviously some expenses involved as well. Yep. But I ideally want to earn about $2,000 a week yes. passive income. Yes. So that's, that's my goal. And I'm on that journey at the moment where I've got that first property. I was lucky that there was a bit of a boom in Sydney straight away, so I was able to buy a second property the next year, and I was lucky in that the market kept booming, and also my business picked up as well, so I was able to save up some cash. So I'm actually now working on a small development over in Perth. Um, that's taken a bit longer than expected, but you know it's in the works over there, and I'm lucky again in that business has kept booming, and the Sydney market has hasn't hasn't um, dropped or anything, so I'm actually in the market now to buy my third place. Perfect. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So ten by forty is the goal for you. Yep. You've set yourself as that as a figure. Yep. And uh, and that's what you're working towards. Exactly. Yep. So uh, I know we're obviously chatting together now more in relation to finances. Um, you brought in a planner now to to kind of go bigger scope and bigger picture. Um, are they? Are you finding they're giving you more direction, less direction? Are they? Are they reining your goals in? Are they letting you go? Yep. Yep. Okay. So I've actually just started with the financial planner. Yeah. So we actually, I actually haven't um, got the plan together yet. Yeah. So I can't can't actually comment on that one yet. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But I guess I guess what I can say with that is I'm excited to get a financial planner. Because the thing with me, I'm, I'm good at, so my background's personal training. I now run my own business that's basically helping personal trainers run their business. So my strength at the moment is my business. I know it inside out. Um, managing money, hey, I'm okay with it, but I'm sure there's people that know about money and finances a lot better than me. So it's something that I would ideally like to outsource. Like yes. I do everything, you know, hey, I'm not yep. going to go and find a mortgage myself. I'll get a mortgage broker. Yep. I'm not going to go and manage a property myself. I'm going to go and get a, a real Perfect. estate agent, you know. So that's what I ideally want to do with finances. So have someone who's an expert at finances basically say, hey, this is how much I'm earning. What should I do with that money there? What do you recommend? So I guess that's why I'm going to the financial planner, but I actually haven't got a plan in place yet, yeah. so I can't, can't sort of comment. And I mean, that's the message that we've said throughout this whole entire series and, and it's it's what we're saying to people is don't outsource the understanding. Make sure you still understand the process, what's happening at each stage, but outsource the work. So get that team around you, let them look after you, let them do what they're best at and then free up your time to do what you're best at, which in your case is running your business and, and earning, earning your income there. So final question for you uh, before we finish up. 
other Gen Y buyers out there who are looking to get in the market in the next 12 to 24 months, what's that one piece of advice you've got for them or what's that one bit of advice you wish you had have been given when you were in their shoes? So the thing with me is that I'm going to say I got lucky. I'm not really a fan of the word luck. No, I think, I've heard you say it a few times. I've been, do I pull him up on this? Because <laughs> uh, I spoke to someone about this on the weekend. By the sound of things, you've taken risk that yeah. other people didn't take. I'm sure you had friends in a maybe a better position than you financially or a bigger deposit or, the, or better circumstances who didn't take the risk. So, yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been wondering whether I should pull you up on that, but well, sorry, carry yeah, on. Yeah, so I, um, I don't actually believe in the word luck. You know, I think you, you make your own luck and there's always two sides of the coin, right? So let's look at my situation where, where I say I got lucky is that, you know, I just went and I bought a place and I could afford that place and the Sydney market sort of boomed and that area sort of boomed, right? So that's where I say I got lucky. But the other, there's two sides to the coin, right? As you said, there could be someone in that situation that didn't, you know, it could have been a better position for me that didn't. And now five years later down the track, I'm in a better position from them from when I made that choice. But then there's also the other way as well. Like, hey, what if I invested five years ago? Yep. Right? Yep. I might yep. be retired by now. Yep. You know? So I guess my, my advice is, look, you want to do your research, but you also don't want to think it. And I think that you can't predict the future, mm. right? There's no possible way, no matter how good someone is, they can't look at an investment and say, that's definitely going to make you money or that's yep. definitely going to lose you money. Yep. So I think part one is obviously do a bit of research, but just do it. Yes. You know, don't, don't let a lot of things. Pull the trigger. Yeah. Yep. Just pull the trigger. Yep. And just a part two from that as well. If you are going to listen to other people's opinions, make sure they're people that know what they're talking about. Cause I think what can happen a lot of the time in, I don't know if it's an Australian thing or just in general is that, you know, we listen to advice from people that have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. You know, like say, say for example, the, like, un- the uncle at the barbecue, well, we always say. Exactly. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. The uncle at the barbecue or a good situation for me is, uh, my dad. Yeah. Okay. So my dad's Mr. Safe, you know, never really invested or anything. And he actually grew up in Bondi. Okay. He's, uh, his grandparents migrated from Greece and, you know, at the time it was peanuts. I think they bought a house in Bondi for like a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. Now that's a couple million dollars, yeah. right? Um, I wish we still owned that. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> um, so he's sort of grown up in that environment there. And I was like, Hey dad, look, I'm looking to invest in this place in Penrith. My dad was like, Penrith, you want to invest in Penrith? Why would you want to invest in Penrith? And I'm sort of like, dad, like you have no idea, like how much I'm getting it for. Is it a good deal? Is that market booming? Yep. He just sort of looked at it like, yep. oh, it's not Bondi. So, yeah. you know, don't invest there. That's sort of my other advice. Like it, it's all willing. And these people are trying to help. Right? Absolutely. They're, they're that's, doing... that's a, that's a thing that they, they do have your best interest at heart. Yeah. They're trying to protect you, but sometimes, um, exactly. they're hindering you. By exactly. Doing if, yeah. if you're going to listen to someone's advice on buying, listen to someone who's bought a couple properties. Right. If you're going to invest on, uh, you know, um, or even, yeah, even in general, right. If you're going to listen to someone about interest rates, speak to a mortgage broker who deals with it day in, day out. You know, if you want to get different buying tips, speak to different real estate agents, you know, yeah. so that's sort of my, my two part tip there is number one, I wish I did it five years ago. Yes. You know, but then again, who's got a crystal ball, right? Yep. You don't know. Yep. And number two is speak to experts and, and listen to people that know what they're talking about. 
Perfect. Jono, some great tips and uh, some good energy on the show coming into the last few uh, few episodes before we finish up this season. It's great to have you on board and um, create some energy. My big takeaways uh, with you were probably those last two points really is just to, if you're in that position, pull the trigger. Um, procrastination has cost people far more money in the last few years than people who have made a bad choice on property. Uh, procrastination has definitely been more expensive. And get that advice from experts, not just from the uncle at the party by all they definitely mean well um but uh, get advice from the people who are sitting in that industry and are doing it day in day out Jono, thanks for taking the time on a uh, rainy thursday today in the uh, car rain's now finally stopped but uh, i really appreciate you uh, coming and having a chat with us thanks for your time nathan loved it thanks we'll be back in another fortnight with another gem y buyer this podcast is for general information only It contains brief comments not intended to be the basis for decision-making nor to be taken as a substitute for specific advice. Please contact Birdie Wealth to discuss any matters that may be relevant to your individual situation. For more information, go to www.birdiewealth.com.au.